Welcome back to ABS-CBN's special coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic. The headlines this hour, the Philippines has recorded 128 new cases of the novel coronavirus. The total now over 1,500. A lawmaker calls for the immediate release of cash assistance to low-income families hit by the effects of the enhanced community quarantine in Luzon. The Philippine Central Bank expects headline inflation in March to settle within the 2 to 2.8% range as the pandemic rattles the economy. And the U.S. records its deadliest day yet amid the COVID-19 crisis as the death toll breaches the 3,000 mark. Some communities free of COVID-19 may begin to open up after April 14, the day the enhanced community quarantine period in Luzon is scheduled to end. But Philippine Cabinet Secretary Carlo Nograles says that will still depend on the assessment of a technical working group to be led by the health department. Nograles adds, while it's too early to say whether the COVID-19 curve is flattening due to lockdown, he insists there is no truth into reports that the quarantine will be extended for another 60 days. Ah, siyempre, titingnan nila yung numero, titingnan nila yung trend, and uh, titingnan nila yung kung saan yung concentration ng cases. But we also have to set a new normal. Uh, when I say new normal, siyempre, uh, while wala pa tayong vaccine sa COVID-19, um, kailangan meron pa rin tayong pinapractice ng mga social distancing measures. The Philippine Health Department has accredited several health facilities that can now conduct COVID-19 tests, while several more are awaiting their accreditation. The details now from Rafael Bosano. Rafi, what can you tell us? Hi, Rika. The health department released a list of different health facilities which have signified intention to become testing labs for COVID-19. These facilities are in different regions throughout the country. Of course, aside from the RITM, also included in the list are hospitals like San Lazaro Hospital, Vicente Soto Memorial Medical Center, Southern Philippines Medical Center, and the UP National Institutes of Health. These facilities have reached stage five of the accreditation steps. This is the last stage where they will have received certification and be allowed to test samples at a full scale. So how does one reach stage five? It's not as easy. The first step is for the health facilities to conduct a self-assessment using tools provided by the RITM. This includes access to the lab, its design, its safety equipment, admin control and management, records and documentation, as well as personal practice and training. Once this is assessed by the health facility, the next step is validation, where a team from the DOH, RITM, and WHO will visit the site and to assess and inform the lab if there are any deficiencies. If there are any, it would have to address these deficiencies and comply with recommendations for, before proceeding to stage three, which is personal training. Um, this is a three-day training, which personnel of the, of the health facility will undergo at the RITM. Stage four is when labs may already accept COVID-19 samples, but at this stage, they will first have to test five positive samples, which have been confirmed by RITM. If all five samples have been confirmed as correctly by the RITM, the lab will then be certified and will be allowed to process and test samples at a full scale. 
Based on the list, aside from the RITM and five other facilities now operating at a full scale, the Lung Center of the Philippines is now at Stage 4. And Health Undersecretary Reset Verheri did mention that it will be starting to conduct testing this week. There are 55 health facilities on this list, including the RITM and the other subnational labs which are already operating. If all of these are approved, you can just imagine, Rika, its impact to the rest of the country. More testing means earlier detection, which also means earlier intervention and management, which is really the key to saving the life of a COVID patient. The Philippine Health Department has recorded 128 new cases of the novel coronavirus. This brings the total number of COVID-19 cases in the country to 1,546. 78 people have died from the disease, while 42 others have recovered. The Food and Drug Administration says it has approved five rapid antibody test kits for COVID-19, which can be purchased as early as this week. The FDA has also approved 17 PCR-based test kits to be used at the Research Institute for Tropical Medicine and in subnational laboratories in Baguio, Cebu, and Davao. Gana doktor ang magbabasa ng resulta upang makapagbigay din ng sapat na payo o nararapat na gagawin pagkatapos po ng test. Gayun din, importante na mayroon pang maisagawa na confirmatory testing gamit ang PCR-based test kit sa mga laboratorio upang tiyak ang resulta. Meanwhile, the health department has ordered 1 million sets of personal protective equipment for healthcare workers worth 1.8 billion pesos. Each set includes an N95 mask, goggles, gloves, a gown, and an apron. Priority will be given to health workers in public hospitals. The Philippine government plans to spend 200 billion pesos to help low-income households affected by the enhanced community quarantine being enforced in the country to fight COVID-19. President Rodrigo Duterte made this announcement in a televised address on Monday. He touted it as the largest and widest social protection program in the country's history. All of the details of our actions will be part of my report which will be submitted to Congress pursuant to Bayanihan Act. There are now only two powers in the law that I reserve strictly for myself. One is the power to direct the operation of private establishments. The other is the power to require businesses to prioritize contracts for materials and services necessary for the crisis. I will exercise these powers only when absolutely necessary. The president also promised to help farmers, fisherfolk, as well as micro, small, and medium enterprises to deal with the impact of the lockdown. But Duterte also appealed to the private sector to help the poor. To those who have more in life, I implore you to share in the cost of taking care of the less fortunate and keeping our society intact. They have also contributed to our prosperity in one way or the other. So let us support them in this crisis. Let it be said 
that in the hour of our country's greatest need, we all look out for and help each other. I also appeal to the private sector to contribute in any way you can in dealing with this national emergency. We implore employers to do their part in protecting the welfare of the millions of Filipino households that belong to the formal sector and depend on their employers for continuous livelihood. Meanwhile, the president warned sanctions will be imposed on local officials who will politicize the distribution of food packs to their constituents. The Philippine Social Welfare Department says the emergency subsidy for 18 million poor families will be distributed in April and in May. Under the Bayanihan to Heal as One Act, the government will provide a monthly subsidy of 5,000 to 8,000 pesos to low-income households for two months. The assistance will be given in food and in cash. Napakahalaga po ng gagawin nating coordination with the local government units. Dahil po unang-una, sila yung mag-identify ng target beneficiaries. They will be submitting the list to our field offices at ipavalidate po natin yan with the supporting documents. Then we can start na po with the distribution of the emergency subsidy. The Social Welfare Department has so far released more than 45 million pesos in family food packs to local government units affected by the enhanced community quarantine. The agency assures the public it will make sure supplies will be enough to aid affected families until the end of the quarantine period. The delay in the distribution of aid to families hit by the economic effects of the community quarantine in Luzon is inexcusable. Philippine House Deputy Speaker Luis Raymond Villafuerte Jr. is dismayed. Government agencies have not yet released the cash assistance for in intended for poor Filipino families. He hopes beneficiaries will receive their subsidies this week. The money is available. We passed the law last Monday. We've been talking to you know, various agencies daily after the law has been passed. And, you know, uh, pushing them to streamline, simplify the release. We are pushing them, sabi ko, dapat by at least latest this Thursday maka-start na ng distribution mm -hmm. because ang tao, gutom, hirap, nawala ng hanap buhay. And they have to understand, number one, this is the people's money. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is urgently needed. So mm -hmm. any delay is technically uh, uh, unexcusable po. Uh, for me, it's a gross inexcusable negligence. The lawmaker also thinks government should start opening up areas in Luzon so work and livelihood can resume. You have to understand some people might die not of the virus but of uh, hunger. For me personally, uh, dapat ano na yan, uh, selected. Where, where there are high cases of uh, COVID, where there's a lot of PUMs, yun, uh, continue mo i-lockdown. But in areas na pwede nang i-open up, siguro partial open up so para patuloy ng hanap buhay negosyo. For me, uh, we should really partially uh, uh, cancel the lockdown in areas and open up in other areas. 
The Philippine Central Bank projects March inflation to settle within the 2 to 2.8 percent range. This means the figure may be lower than February's 2.6 percent. The central bank says this month's consumer price index is largely affected by plunging global crude oil prices. It also pointed out prices of some food products remain stable in March. The central bank vows to remain watchful of economic and financial developments to ensure price stability amid the COVID-19 health crisis. The Philippines' unemployment rate could rise this year due to disruptions brought by the COVID-19 pandemic. Philippine Social Economic Planning Secretary Ernesto Pernia forecasts job losses could reach up to 600,000 because of the health crisis. But he maintains measures are in place to aid those who will be laid off due to the pandemic. Pernia earlier said the Philippines may see a contraction or a technical recession in the second and third quarter of 2020. But he remains optimistic the country will recover in the last four months of the year. I, I think the, uh, the plan is to revive uh, uh, consumer and business confidence uh, even sooner. And uh, there is now a task uh, technical working group uh, called Accelerated and Forward Planning, which is going to be chaired by NEDA. And uh, that's going to be... The, uh, the way by which we could, uh, you know, plan systematically how to really uh, get back uh, to where we were before. The Bankers Association of the Philippines says banks and automated teller machines are still available for customers amid the enhanced community quarantine over Luzon Island. The group's president, Cesar Consing, says roughly 30% of bank branches in Luzon are still operational, while 90% of ATMs are available for clients. Though refilling ATMs quickly is an issue, Consing says the rate of withdrawals has come down since the quarantine began. You saw a flurry of cash withdrawals early in the quarantine, but as the quarantine gets longer and longer, the amount of cash being withdrawn from ATMs is coming down, so the need to replenish the ATMs with cash as quickly is obviously becoming lower. The Philippine Stock Exchange Index opened higher Tuesday and currently outperforming Asian peers, seemingly on track to snap days of losses. Philippine shares are up by almost 4% to 53.21. Rona Koba of Trading Edge, Trading Edge Consultancy believes a rally is warranted because of the gravity and severity of the recent decline. But he warns the market may not have reached a bottom yet. But make no mistake about it. We are in a bear market, a major one at that. Yeah. So any rally is deemed to be uh, short-lived and temporary. So, so moving forward, I think that the index will, uh, will uh, uh, despite the current rise that we're seeing, uh, will be due for a, for a correct, for a not a correction, but but a consolidation at least. Um, the way that I see it, it's general bias, uh, given the fact that we remain to be in a bear market, we remain to be in a crisis, is still down. And those are the biggest stories of this hour. I am Rika Lazo. More news comes your way at 1 p.m. ANC newscasts today can also be heard through DZMM live audio streaming and on radio. Stay tuned for ABS-CBN special coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic.